What shirt you got on there? Uh, Horn High Desert. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, what? You little fuck. I it's want cool that shirt. shirt. Oh, hell yeah. I think they have it online. I didn't know he had merch. Oh, hold on. Let me turn up your mic. Brand, like they just they just released that it. High? That's normal. Oh I actually have Clark low right now. All right. Enough behind the curtain. I like that fucking shirt. How's it feel? Oh, very um, slim fit. All right. All right. I'm out. Oh, here's the thing. <laughs> and for those men, when you're uh, curvaceous like I am, you know, and you got a tight rectangle, you got some geometry on your chest. Ooh. <laughs> It really accentuates the parts of your body that you don't want to, uh, you know, draw attention to. My fucking love handles, Dave. So the, here's what you got to do. You got to go two, one to two sizes bigger than you normally would. And, you know, you do that slim fit shit and then it's fighting it. I don't. Let me tell you something right now. When I find a, a T-shirt that I find to be uh, pleasingly fittable. Mm hmm. I, I wear that thing down to the threads. What are you talking yeah. about? Like good move support? <laughs> I mean, like this one. The old Gore shirt. Yeah, I, I, mean, gore I, I have this I have this thing kind of like I like the slim fit shirts, but I have this thing uh where like I can't work without having my shoes tied tightly. Like I can't work with my shoes off at all. But I really? have to like, I have to make my like feet like slim fit, you know, in this inside okay. the shoe in order to be able to work like in order to just uh, keep my head in it, you know. Well, Thomas, as as we start the the podcast here, let's get, let's get a little bit more into that. Where do you think that came from, Thomas? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Did, also, where did this character come from? Okay, what character? Exactly, <laughs> Tommy. Gets it. Now, dude, you you don't uh. So, all right, so you're lounging around the house. Can you can you do a loose fitting uh, shoe? Can you do a slide, a sandal? Um, no sandals, uh, unless I'm at the beach. Okay. Socks. You walking around in just socks. Can you do that? Well, I can walk around in socks, like, uh, but I can't sleep in socks and I, and I have to wear shoes if I'm like, if it's during the day. Who can sleep in socks? That's, that's my question. Randy, I bet you sleep in socks. I've been known to occasionally. Yeah. God. Randy, that is psychopathic behavior. (laughs) I'm a psycho. (laughs) Well, when Russell and I run out of wearing socks, we we found out that we each wear our girlfriend's socks. Yeah, he was very oh, into no. that detail. <laughs> the little bows. I'm not currently, although my one of my right foot, I can feel that. Uh, I I usually wear like what do they call it when it's like ankle height? Uh, An ankle sock. Cut, ankle cut. sock. Thank ankle you, Randy. Cut. Yeah, the no shirt. It, it felt too on the nose for me, but uh, I can feel a hole in my heel. And it's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't like that either. And much like Tom, I'm wearing like fully laced up boots right now. And uh, not not because I have to to do the podcast, but I do need to get dressed to do any work. And Oksana was making fun of me with her eyes while Tom was talking about that. Because <laughs> you usually get dressed like you're going outside somewhere to record. Yeah, I have to. Tom gets it. If you're not like dressed for it, then there's something about like your aura. You're just not oh, doing yeah. work. I, I bring like a different energy to the table. Exactly. Yeah, so I can't. Like, I, I think I wore pajama pants in here a couple times when we recorded. Yeah. No good. We deleted those episodes. They were so bad. <laughs> All right, Tom, but what's up, man? I haven't seen you since you came out here. Dude, I know. Well, I've just been busy at work, but uh, mostly mostly editing uh, and then a little pre-production stuff as well. But nothing that I can really announce yet, but like some maybe some big things coming. I'm excited about that. And, and it'll be found footage. Uh, so I got a few, like, 
found footage developments kind of like kick in. Uh, and then, yeah, I sent y'all, uh, Isaac's ep, uh, latest movie, which I guess premiered today, uh, uh, the episode premiered today. And then... Um, today, like today, Tuesday, or like today when the episode airs on Thursday? Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I'm, I don't do the podcast stuff, so I can't think like that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Gotcha, you, gotcha. you talked about it on premiere today that we're recording. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. And then yeah. uh, I'm about to edit this next found footage feature called Ghosts of Hiroshima. Uh, it was the same director who did the 2021 movie called Stay, and that's on Amazon, but it's also found footage, and uh, really excited about that one. Man, I think you're the only guest we've ever had on here who, like, you've downplayed all the work you're doing. I know for a fact you're working. Well, when's the last time you went to bed? This is one of our favorite games to play over here. <laughs> oh, well, sometimes I, like, lose track of the time, so I gotta, like... Uh, so I have this trick where like, I like look at my shirt and I kind of like try to remember how long I've been wearing the shirt for. So like right now I got corn, the high desert tea. And I think that is like two or three days that I've been wearing this. Word. So. <laughs> All right. No, this is a good game. Uh, I've got a, a terrible Brown kind of like knockoff Friday the 13th shirt. I was carrying over my uh, enthusiasm from the holiday on Friday, which I totally forgot. We watched uh, a Jorge Torres Torres film to celebrate i didn't even mention it but uh i think i'm two days in on this one go ahead clark how many how many days you got on that shirt i just 30 minutes <laughs> yes. i'm a clean gentleman no tom i you know i have to ask about your sleeping habit because i honestly felt a little uh guilty when we got you out here for the film fest because i was like i like are you having withdrawals from working i think you're out here for what two and a half days right no yeah. computer yeah, no, it, it was weird not to work. I said that to a couple <laughs> folks out there. I was like, we were like, you know, sharing a beer after like the screenings or whatever. And just felt weird because, you know, with the pandemic and like all the places shutting down, kind of when that started, I just I just got to work and stopped like going to bars and, you know, doing all that stuff. I like to I like to drink socially. But um, anyways, yeah, that was that was kind of like it was refreshing. And I slept a lot when I wasn't at the screenings. So that was good, too. And um, I guess the way, like, I wasn't able to just like stay awake and, uh, I guess not sleep like right off the bat. Like I had to like, I had to like work up to it. So I did this micro napping technique where, um, I set an alarm and I sleep like 10 minutes on and then I work for like an hour or two and then I go take another 10 minute nap. And then like, I do that a couple times every day. And then my body feels like it just had like an eight hour rest. Oh, maybe it's only like okay. You know, All right, let's unpack days. that. Now, have you have you always done that, Thomas, or since you've been you know in the working world and you've just found this rhythm? Yeah, exactly. Only like a year or two I've been doing this. Do Do you miss a nightly sleep routine? I do go to sleep sometimes. Like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Sometimes I totally do. <laughs> okay. Just, he does a uh, intermittent fasting, but for sleep. Yeah, totally right. yeah, totally. God damn it. I know. <laughs> well, oh wait. Well, Thomas, now that you're here, I, there's questions I want to ask you. I think we've only talked a couple times since you were out here. Definitely not on camera. Mm -hmm. And I want to. I, I don't think I got to ask you. How was it watching your short like in a theater? Oh, it was badass. I love. I that was so cool. Um, yeah, I, I I love I love showing those things in in the theater and just like you know watching people watch it. I guess that that's always like really fun too. Yeah, I keep forgetting you're from a city that hasn't like shut down. 
you actually have people like walking around all the time. And I believe when you came out here, we were like newly open. Mm-hmm. We still, yeah, like we, I try to, I try to attend all like the Austin, uh, cause I live here in Austin, Texas. I try to attend all the Austin, uh, film festival screenings. So I tend to submit to a lot of like those cause I still like to, you know, attend those events or, you know, but, um, going to San Francisco, that was like my first time, at least like out of state and first time in San Francisco. That was cool. How much human pew poo did you step in? I'm sorry. I, one more time. <laughs> human on, pew. I, you know the show's much better when I can actually speak English. Let human me try poo. one more time. Yeah, human poo. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't step in any human poo. All right. Look at that. You're agile well, then, too. Well, then you need to get back out here because you have an experience. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what's it like? What was it like being out here in the Bay Area? Was our film fest different? Could you like feel the prestige? And oh, like- it felt different the second um, the second I got there because like you picked me up from that like alleyway that I was just like eating Chinese food in because I texted <laughs> you, I was like oh shoot my phone's about to die I don't know where to go and you were kind enough to pick me up then we, we as soon as we got to the show I saw you Clark you were just rolling up and I I, I guess like this was before the venue opened up but I saw. Yeah maybe like a dozen or two dozen folks just kind of standing outside, but like everyone was talking to each other, which usually, you know, we attend these things. It's a bunch of strangers who get to meet each other. And it kind of like takes a while to like warm up to like, you know, start socializing. But man, I just felt like it was such a community at like, at y'all at, uh, it was the, it was the bad Ben, um, screening. Was that what it was? Mm -hmm. You want to, you want to know the trick to get everybody to mingle. You set a date. Like a firm date and a time. Also, Rufalin. And then you show up 15 minutes late. <laughs> and while everybody's out there, they just, you know, everybody's like, what's going on? And you, you, next thing you know, it's a mixer and they didn't even know it. And uh, Tom, you're so polite. We were totally late to the ATA thing. I think Clark was there. I'll let on you time. rephrase. Yeah. Clark was there on time. Thank you. Uh, we drove up late because clearly we're the cooler people. So we came out and everybody was like, oh shit. And they took out their cameras. And Clark was like, what the fuck? I've been here the whole time. Oh, and then Randy flew in. Randy, it was nice to see you, too. Yeah, I missed that one. But uh, yeah, I was there for uh, the full weekend. Yeah, you're too good for Bad Ben. I actually just... Uh, Still never seen somebody. a single one. Dude. Really? Yeah. I, um, oh, interesting. Nice. I, well, I spoke to a, a person who had come out to the fest and attended the online one. And I think the only movie they liked was Bad Ben 7 Haunted Highway at the ATM. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, that was intense because it just has so much going on. And it's like, I don't know, it's more self-aware than I feel like the other Bad Bens are. And yeah. it goes it goes next level, you know, with like the decapitated heads and uh, the vampires and I think it's his, his opus. It's his masterpiece. <laughs> um, you know, he's at the height of his powers. Uh, look, Benign is right there, too. I love Benign. Mm. But there's something about the playfulness of Seven. Do y'all know anything about Eulogy? It's coming out on Memorial Day. No. Bad, it's the next Bad Ben. Very oh, excited. I'm... Very excited. You, you know, I also, just... Nigel's looking pretty good. I saw he uh, looked like he drove down to a festival in Tennessee. He got honored, something like that, and uh, looked like he dropped a couple LBs. He's looking pretty uh, svelte. Well, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Bad Ben 9, Benign. I realized that's a requel, and it's a good one. A requel. Yeah. Like, you know, Bloomhouse, how they're doing, like, Halloween. 
Yeah. Again, but it's a sequel and a but prequel. How is benign or requel? well, because he's almost like remaking the first movie, but it's also a sequel. Ah, uh, I believe it. Do y'all know yeah. the? Uh, do y'all know? Um, I've got, I might I might mess this up, but it was Bad Ben, like the Mandela effect. Maybe. Oh yeah. And wasn't it like because I watched it rec- like within the last couple of months, and I was getting confused because. It felt- <laughs> It felt like a shot by shot like remake of either the first or the second one, whatever it was. And I had a, I like went back and cross referenced, and because I was like, oh, because there have been some. There's like one found footage movie that I think has actually like duplicated their ending just to make another sequel. I'll t- maybe we'll talk about that later. But I was like, man, did Bad Ben just like copy and paste the same movie? And I went <laughs> back and checked, and no, but, but like he did essentially like just reshoot the same journey. But it was just like a new. It was. It was. Just, he just re-recorded it. Well, Tom, I am disappointed, dude. I thought you were my conspiracy buddy. The nature of the Mandela effect is that uh-huh. it's confusing and it messes with your memory. And uh, no, there were not five dolls molesting <laughs> Nigel in the first film. <laughs> one of the best movies. And if you haven't watched Mandela Effect, it's essentially Bad Ben, like Tom was just saying, the original but an anthology film split into like what four different realities that are all in the Nigel verse. Yeah. They're all in the Nigel verse. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) my favorite would have to be the one with the dolls, that doll thing. (laughs) I'm telling you, that was one of the more satisfactory jump scares I've ever seen. Yeah. It was beautiful. Dolls are so creepy in found footage. There's so many of them too. Especially when it's being manned by Nigel Bach. Well, here's the other thing about Nigel. When you were when we we're talking about Haunted Highway, there's a lot of found footage films that can be funny, mostly indirectly because they're made by uh, like amateur filmmakers who are just kind of putting it out there, like they're just burying their heart. But there's not a lot of found footage horror films that are on like intentionally funny. And while we were talking, I was trying to think of another one. I really can't. I mean, um, Space Clown is intentionally funny. Well, all right. So I'm assuming in this conversation, you're getting rid of faux documentary. Yeah. Because that's its just, own. Just thing. found okay. footage horror. Is space clown totally found footage. I remember watching that. There's a little, there's, there's some liberties taken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah we might be a music video in the middle. Of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We have this rule at Found Footage Critic where it's like, uh, as long as uh, 90% of the film is found footage, then we can add it into the uh, database. So I always kind of like follow. I think Space Clown's in there. Yeah, you would make that. Nice. Well, okay. What did did, uh, Found Footage Critic think about um, The Deep House? Mm, Well, I mean, I saw The Deep House uh, and, and I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it was just, I don't know. They had like the coolest, uh, premise and they had the coolest like idea and it start i think um the setup was really great and then just when we were like underwater something just didn't feel right like uh, <laughs> i think well, i think uh, i think you guys talked to scott sloan about it on his interview where mm-hmm. i heard y'all y'all's analysis and i like totally agreed with the fact that like there were certain like linens and cloths that like you know would have been like like some like they were just laying on tables you know when scientifically speaking, it would probably be floating or, you know, little things like little continuity errors that just didn't make the experience fully like, you know, 
it uh, it felt a little simulated or staged, but I, I thought it was cool. It was definitely well, like a really cool idea. Tom, you pointed out one of my favorite things about the movie, where the characters literally they comment on how the books are not degraded, and they kind of you know allow the audience to chop that up to a haunting. Like there's something about a haunted house that will like preserve itself even underwater. Like it won't, it's almost like, uh, here's another movie. A town gets hit by a tornado, but only one house is left standing. Mm. And it's like, Oh, people go there and it's haunted. And then, you know, you don't actually comment on why the house is untouched, but you know, as an audience member, you'd be like, well, it's because there's a fucking demon in there. What do you know what the name of that movie's called? What? Tornado house. Oh, dude. All right, How could Tom. it not be Tornado House? All right, Tom, we'll sell you that premise for like 5K. You Deal. ain't? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, okay. Now, before uh, I had to ask you. Well, all right, we, we're, we're leaving things unfinished here. I Going know. about the, the funny. The okay, go to the funny. Next big thing. Oh, my God. From our bestie. Right. Yeah, from the first year. You are right, though. Yeah, you're right. That, that movie the only was. What, um, Bolt Driver? Uh, Bolt drivers, Bolt driver would not make the found footage critic cut. It is, that is definitely a hybrid. And that's even like, like Madeline, Madeline, uh, RIP marbles. She really pushed for that. That was like her favorite. And, uh, she even admitted like, Hey, we're stretching it right here. But it, I mean, it, it fucking killed in there. So whatever people were happy, you know, living um, among us was kind of like a comedy. Um, you remember yeah. that? if I'm vampire one, like, uh, the dirties is kind of, that way too, um, spree. Uh, well, spree's funny. Yeah, you're right. Actually, any movie yeah. with the fucking Bigfoot in uh, it. Descent into Darkness, my European nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. No, and uh, you know, I didn't mean to get caught up on all these films. It just it, you know, we were on a tangent on a tangent from the film fest. But before we like move away from that, I wanted to ask you. Now we we watched uh, the film fest by we I mean me and Oksana. Uh, here together as we were moderating it clark was in an airplane like literally in the sky and uh i'm guessing you were at home in your editing bay yeah and i'm curious like how did it play for you did you enjoy it did you think were you embarrassed that your film was a part of it Mm-mm. i loved every minute of it i was there the whole time i think i uh went to the bathroom once and then like i was just i, I was working simultaneously uh but it was a lot of fun and i had seen all the films um yeah i had seen all of them except for like uh lana baron short which i think was like for, for the for the virtual fest that was yeah. cool i saw that for the first time but yeah it was it was great here's I, the I, thing uh, no i gotta t- I, people listening we uh we love thomas like clearly i do and uh god we really wanted him to be a judge for all the films at the film fest but this little fucker he's got his fingers in every goddamn movie so we're like we look at it and we're like, wait, no, you've you've literally had an impact on like five of the films we showed yeah. in theater. Yeah. So I, we can't let you judge anything. That's true. It, <laughs> <laughs> like little like post production. Like I worked uh did just like a title graphic on the Outwaters. Um and then just did some like early test screener like feedbacks with the Alien Report. Um and what else? Uh well just, Isaac was in there with Deadware. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Curse of Roar. I didn't work on Deadware, but you know, yeah. It's just yeah, the Curse of Roar was great too. Also, I will say, and we had a a ton of filmmakers come out to the festival this year. Every single one, at some point, 
when I was talking to them, said the phrase, hey, have you seen Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, I did get to meet so many folks out there. It was amazing. Like, seriously, best time ever, best festival experience. I, you know, I'll never forget that. Yeah, you're the mayor of the festival. Congratulations. <laughs> well, here, Okay, here's the thing I wanted to ask you about the online thing, though. Now, we had seen all the movies, too, but uh, we had reached out this year to try and create, you know, kind of like a cable TV takeover. And we got a bunch of people to make short little videos that uh, were not really commercials, not really like short little videos. What are you? Your dad that opened up the fest. Yeah. Wait, which one? Evan Jordan short. That, oh, that yeah. The fest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just him. I mean, we had like Rich Lawton who did the the documentary on Ghost Watch. He oh. did one where he was like selling the film on floppy disks. Then we had uh, weird stuff where we had just appropriated old cartoons where a floppy disk showed up. We had one with like Batman, and like none of these had any context to them. Uh, whoa, fuck! We had um Kevin Saxby show up from uh, loosely playing the character from that video game. What what game is that? Um inscription you know that game thomas i don't but i really quick before i forget you know i also submitted one of those videos too but i think it was like a day late because it was right before the fest started um okay. but i if you, did y'all get to see that little montage oh. that together yeah we uh we meant to tell you we thought it was terrible and we just uh, we rejected it <laughs> cool. it was the only video we had to no you no, submitted it <laughs> so literally with the online fest, we have to like upload every video to them and then they run through it all. So by the time we got yours, they were already, we were locked out of it. Yeah. 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 No, I totally understand. But um, yeah, maybe I'll submit it next time. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing, you know, we're like, oh man, I wonder how those play because in the chat, you get a bunch of great conversation about films or short films, but the like interstitial things are almost like too quick. And I'm sure people are just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Those are cool, though. I like how they're like a good breather in between in between the films. Gives you time to kind of like look up, like especially like the shorts. Like I didn't, I, you know, maybe there was a couple of those that I hadn't seen. So like in between those interstitials, I was going back to the website and like trying to look up the names of like those those films and, and whatnot. So it was like a nice little break in between uh, each, each segment, I thought. I thought that was cool. Also, your homie. The one uh, I talked about, I think, last week that you love, uh, Robbie Smith from oh, Heavy yeah. Heavy Lolo. Go he ahead. Did, he did one of those, too. He did. Yep. The, did you do that film where was like the, he finds the, t the, the floppy in the woods or something? Yeah, I think it was like a hard drive. Yeah, okay, like cool. Like a DCP. That was, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, just, just so I don't sound like a liar, you are a fan of Heavy Heavy Lolo, right? Oh, big time. Because like, uh, I, I grew up listening... Well, I, I grew up like playing uh, grindcore music and like that, like hardcore metal stuff. Uh, so I, I, you know, just the way that I sort of go down the rabbit hole of found footage, imagine like a like a sixteen year old version of me going down the grindcore rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie texted me after that episode went up, and he was just like, "Man, I love you guys." He was like, "I love it when people talk shit about my band on their podcast." <laughs> Robbie, we love you, dude. But yeah, Tom, I'm glad you hung out. And Randy, you too. You're the unspoken hero of the fest. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> God, what a zero. <laughs> I don't know. We've talked about it already. I know. I it's had a true. good time. I saw you in the lobby. You were there. You were there for sure. That's true. 
Right. And I was in the chat for the uh, the amount of time that I was uh, there and not asleep. So, hey, Tom, Ra- you- Randy was there as my emotional support. Randy's my emotional support dog. Yeah, D A W J. He showed up and you never did. <laughs> hey, I, I was there. I was present that he, weekend. Thank he you was the much. he was the sad dog sitting in the rain out on the curb waiting for the master, and you just you never arrived, dude. No, dude, I was there. Well, Tom, uh, I know you listened to the last podcast and you heard me uh, rambling about trying to like potentially putting together a discord. I just thought, dude, you can fucking help us with that. What now? What is this nerd shit? Sell me on this discord bullshit. Tom, if we did a discord, we could show videos on there, right? Well, give me a second because like I'm kind of on Clark's side. I don't really know what discord is. Yeah! (laughs) We already got an email saying. Do I really have to email you about this? Yeah, set one up and send me an invite already. All right, well, don't ruin our segments for the next show, okay? (laughs) Also, what the fuck? Tom, I just got two emails. You just got fired off two jobs, dude. They thought you were a techie nerd, but, like, you don't even know Discord? What the fuck? So I did an interview on Discord. I think you even tuned into that. I did, yeah, I was there. You did an interview Uh, on Discord? I did, yeah. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was... uh, yeah, we just talked found footage or whatever, but like I was just trying that day. I was like just trying to figure out how the hell Discord worked, and <laughs> I still don't really know. But it's, it's cool. cool interface. You know, when we were when I was editing the Barbados project, like we were doing the Barbados Boys segment, I kind of yeah. tried to mimic a little like uh, like a little bit of that Discord sort of um, interface look. You know, but. Yeah, I don't really know what it is. So you do, you just you you it's like a forum. You chat and you and you share videos and stuff. It's um where all the autistic- you're describing <laughs> OnlyFans right now. <laughs> yeah, it's where all the, it's where all the uh, computer incel autistic boys hang out and they do all their secret shit. I believe autistic <laughs> boys. I believe that's where James Dobbin Jones said he got most of the videos for Charlotte's Net. Oh. So that- cool. Yeah, that's what, recently actually. He, oh. I think he's, I think he's doing well. I, I shouldn't say anything. But. No, Tom, Tom, don't. It, it scares Clark. Yeah, when don't we mention that scumbag in front of me, dude. <laughs> Peddling his filth. He gets he gets scared. We can't talk about. No, uh, I just think it's bullshit. We can't talk about JDJ, dude. Uh huh. Well, he asked me. He asked me if I would like uh, uh, sound design, like his next movie, and I was like, "Well, are we talking like simulated horror? Or are we talking like the other one?" And, <laughs> and I just told him I couldn't do it, man. I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, I've seen some of those movies before, but yeah. wait, he's still doing more of the same. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but I just I heard that he's working on something. Safe. Oh. I fucking knew no, it. no. You know, the next I level. I fucking knew it, dude. He, no, here's the thing. He's already appropriated other people's product. Like you know, they beheaded somebody. The next step is he's got to do it. So. Yeah. Somebody's got to put him down. That's all I'm saying. Again, our highest uh, viewed uh, YouTube video, James Dobbin Jones. Go ahead, check out that channel. Yeah, we sold our souls. God damn anyway, but back, you know, when you when you did that interview on Discord, I believe it was part of the Sheer Accord. Is that their group? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to give them a shout out. Those dudes pull all like sorts of like Japanese found footage, and um, it's a lot of stuff that doesn't have subtitles and may never get them. But those fools do it. And they work on they work on putting the subtitles together too. They like hire like I've heard I've seen them uh, reach out to like try to like hire or saying that they were going to hire some people to um, translate those. And uh, like I've seen like this like uh, some Koji Shireishi yep 
films that like I think they're uh, slowly but surely translating those. Yeah, I and I'm pretty sure they have a buy-in. Like if you pay twenty dollars, you get access to everything they've done, which is a pretty like wide library. And uh, it's funny on April first. Uh, they had put it out that they were getting shut down. One of the actors from a movie had alerted the police and they were going to discontinue. And I just straight up was like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. And I and I guess I'm never too old to get taken by April Fool's jokes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And no, you got to have a raised sense of awareness <laughs> on that day. Man. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, shout out to Shiracord. They're doing uh, God's work or perhaps yeah. the devils. Totally. And yeah, Tom totally did an interview on there and I hooked it up Bluetooth to the car while we were driving around and it was freaking Oksana out because it fucked with the display in the car. (laughs) It it didn't know what to do with Discord and we were just looking at it and she was like, is it, what's wrong with it? Yeah, I share that with the Toyota company. I also don't know what to do with Discord. (laughs) Well, I'll just say this. If y'all get on Discord, I'll I'll get on, like I'll I'll tune into that. Great. We'll have one. Yeah. yeah, see, Clark's got this weird anxiety that nobody's going to show up to his birthday party. And here's the thing: you got like three people here. We'll be no, there. no. I don't care if no one shows up to the birthday party because the birthday party fucking <laughs> sucks, dude. <laughs> so it's better if they don't show up. Just don't have a fucking birthday party. See, this is what I fucking work with. <laughs> this is why I was begging Thomas. I'm like, please do a segment with me. I need some like real interaction from somebody who's enthusiastic and motivated. <laughs> Thomas, what's the last non-found footage film you've seen? Mm. Oh, man, that's a really good question. Hold on, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to check my uh, my letterbox, letterbox diary. I got a pop, I got a popped open, so it'll only take a sec. Don't tell uh, me that, man, dude. So like the last like ten are like found footage. The last, um, the, oh, on the count of three. Oh, what did you think? I loved it. It was so good. Okay. All right. So Russ, Wait, hold on. Now, here, here are my thoughts. Now we split the baby. Do it. we go on one or three? Such an idiot. <laughs> I don't think anybody goes on one. Okay. Yeah. Who so goes do you on go, one? Do you go dude? after one? It's one, two, three. You go on three. Okay, so you go on three or after three? This this is something you learned at two years old. <laughs> one, two. No one goes at one, dude. Three years old. I don't know, Tom. I just thought that tonally, it never materialized for me. And I, I think that when you're dealing with you know stuff like suicide and stuff like that, I wanted a little <laughs> more... Realism. I, I wanted a little more James Dobbin Jones <laughs> dark humor. I, I, I don't know. We, it just, um, Did it Carmichael, didn't, Carmichael didn't bring a whole lot to the table to me with his, um, performance. And I like him. I like his standup. I like him. Is that but, the director? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. He was, he directed it and then he, and he was a star in it. Man, and it's so hard to direct and act like, Oh yeah, no, it like, uh, but again, just the story with him and Timothy Haddish and the baby. Yeah, I was like, all right, I know where we're going, and we went exactly where I thought we were going to go. I was actually just about to say, there's almost something to be said for the predictableness of that movie. Like, you know, without I won't, I'll try my best not to spoil anything, but like the fact that it is one of those movies where right off the get, you know, like what the movie's about. And then it kind of ends more or less the way you perceive it to be. 
And like, if, if you can still walk away from a movie like that and enjoy it, that's when I think there's something to be said for like, um, like, uh, look at the, like the ring, for instance, you know, that's a movie where it starts off saying, if you watch this tape, you're going to die in seven days. And then like what happens at the end, they die in seven days. It's like super, um, predictable or it's just very, you know, there's nothing like, but everybody loves that movie, you know? Yeah. But I think, I think, I don't know if it's apples and oranges, but it's, uh, it's staplers and hole punchers. Okay. We're we're in the same ballpark with that. You know, I think that with with the ring specifically, I don't know, I think I think genre films are separate. Mm. Um uh, opposed to, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, you know, a drama. Um, you know, or a, you know, a dark comedy like this, but I yeah, mean, look, I I does it. <laughs> I fully enjoyed uh, you know the the multiple uh, playings of of Papa Roach. Yes. Uh, that was very fun, and the the aforementioned Chris Rabbit is uh, he's a powerhouse, and he's a force to be reckoned with. And uh, every every paying American should pay right. tribute. Here's the thing: Gore uh, Verbinski made a very stylish piece, and I think you know he's a stylish man. It was a very uh, cultural phenomenon, bringing that J-, J horror over and making it like American. This is the man who gave us Rango, by the way. But now, narratively, when you have a film that's called uh, John Dies at the End, which uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't in that movie. That's not Gore. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like you know, the premise when it's in the synopsis, like the ending, like oh hey, at the end of this movie, I'm going to kill myself. I think the journey there, much like genre films, is how you, you know it's the journey. Like it's how do we get there? Do we like the guy by the end or no? See, here's the thing. All right, so all right, put well, I'll put this in the metadata. We're gonna fucking <laughs> actually both of you won't see it. Here's the thing. they they do they try to fucking split the baby. All right, and I, I I'm tired of splitting the baby. You don't like divorce. They they serve both sides. They're like they're going to deliver on one thing, and then the other's like, oh, there's hope. Fuck that. There's no hope. Kill them all, Mattel. <laughs> That's what I say. I don't know, man. I want to just I, now look. Lavelle Crawford running a dirt bike shop that gave me so much joy. I wanted to see him on a dirt bike. Let me tell you that. See, I mean, my thing is, I got Christopher Abbott bias syndrome because he's like my favorite. So he's oh, he's perfect. He was yeah. perfect in this. I'm telling you, you'd be hard pressed to find another person, you know, like Christopher Abbott who could take that role and do what he did with it. Only I mean, Robert Pattinson. Only Robert Pattinson could do it. <laughs> okay, Tom, I got a question for you. Um, you know, uh, here's a little uh, behind the curtain talk for all y'all listening. I've been hounding Tom. I'm like, you got to make a feature, bro. And I know uh, you 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 brought us on your boat with the Barbados project, but I mean, like a written, directed, potentially starring uh, Thomas Burke. But if you could cast anybody, because I know Hollywood's gonna be knocking on your door any day, knock, knock, they're like, knocking on Thomas' door. They're like, you know, here's fifty mil. Like, who are you <laughs> casting? Fifty who, mil. Who's your like number one actor or actress that? you would just want to see in a found footage horror movie. Wings Hauser. I would probably team up with Robbie Banfish and make the real Housewives found footage. Okay, but who are you ca- That's fine. But I mean, who are you casting? I want to know like actors you'd want to work with. I actually want to cast Robbie because he's, he's, he's so good. He's oh. so good. Uh, he's so good uh, in front of the camera. But no, um, 
him <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't know. A lot of a lot of people. Okay, ha- Javier Botet, for example, he is. Um, I think he lives in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. But he is basically this like super tall, lanky individual that's like the antagonist in so many horror movies. If you kind of look up his filmography, he's the um, he's the the crooked man in the in the Conjuring. He's uh, one of the one of the renditions of Pennywise and Andy Muschietti's It. Uh, so Javier Botet is like this creature character actor where he just does all these like like full you know makeup or uh, practical effects outfits, and he's he's kind of like one of the he's, he's I think he's one of the best like performance uh, actors, you know, like be able to like use his body to act, and you know he never really has any lines, so you don't ever hear him, you don't hardly ever see his face because he's always done up, but he's just credited to so many good movies. Yeah. I did not know him. Bubba Hotet. What's his name? By name. Oksana knew who he was. He played mama. He he's like, he's kind of like, all of his parts are just, he's covered in prosthetics and special effects. So you never really see him, but he's like seven feet tall and, plays monsters a bunch oh so he's spanish doug jones is what you're telling me yeah <laughs> yeah um okay I mean, for sure i would work with him or i would try to at least oh what would you have him do be like a like a, a creature or a monster you know he, here's another thing when uh so uh Jasadi, who's been on the show before and he's our east bay cinematographer friend he shoots all blu-ray tuesday uh me and him drove up and picked up tom while he was eating chinese food in the alley and uh, one of the first things Tom told me was, oh, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard hurt. that a few times in my life. Oh, my God, Tom. My heart. <laughs> it was broken right there. I'm like, oh, you so and sorry. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now, now, you know, I tell you, pick an actor. And you're like, oh, I love this guy. He's like eight feet tall. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Russell and I were like we were injured in some sort of industrial accident when we were just squished. Yeah, we're, we've been living on a very dense planet where the gravity is... Yeah. <laughs> the gravity of life have pulled us down, brother. We're in the uh, phantasm dimension where all the short people come out. <laughs> those cool balls, though. God, dude, I got cool balls. Hey. <laughs> all right, now, Tom, here's the thing. Here's the reason we brought you on here. Uh, we made a deal. We said, dude, Tom, hook us up, man. Put us in a fucking movie and we'll bring you back on the show. And, and you know what? If you do, we won't even have to talk about MTV's fear, which nobody wants to do but me. I kind of want to do it. No, no, I kind of do want to do it. Okay. I, I saved it to my I saved it to my watch list and it's it's on cue. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it soon. You're like, next time I'm not busy, I'll, I'll watch it. Sell, sell me on this bullshit. No, no. We talked about it last time. I said, next time we do a TBR episode, we'll, we'll watch MTV Sphere, which was a reality show that was trying to cash in on uh, the Blair Witch Project. So uh, they sent people out there isolated. They were blindfolded. There was no casting crew. It was just them with like cameras on themselves. And they would go into like an abandoned penitentiary. And like they would have a recording tell them a ghost story basically and then they'd have to go do a challenge it's incredible it's all about I mean, look i'm into it now because just recently i got down this rabbit hole with uh found footage particularly that pertains to reality t like faux reality tv and yeah that just that sounds awesome and i'm, I'm oh, super man. Into it. i love the faux reality tv uh what my little eye have you seen I that one? 
Well, I can't find it. That's what oh, dude, I, I own two copy. Uh, I think I have a UK release and a. a fifth. Dude, you should be able to find that. Ooh, if not, humble can... brag, Magoo. Oh, here. dude, I, when <laughs> I can. There's I one. That, there's one that like nobody can find. I even talked to Madeline about this because she's she's good at hunting down uh, films. Uh, ta- Tontine Massacre. Oh, you, you were just telling me about that one. It's crazy. It's it's like you know how like the Blair Witch had millions and millions of dollars in their uh, marketing and uh, who else? Who else? There's another like even like uh, like there there's like a few found footage films out there where like you know they put a lot of their marbles just into the marketing aspect. Yeah. And Paranormal. Yeah. Oh, that that's because I yeah that's the one I was thinking of because I just watched that Paranormal documentary. How cool would it have been if he's like I'd never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a paranormal documentary? Yeah. Uh-huh. Unknown oh, Dimensions. Unknown Dimensions. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah, Dean Alioto's in it, too. He talks oh. about... Oh, my boyfriend. Yeah, Clark has oh, yeah. a crush on Dean. He's a handsome How could you not? I don't know. I, he makes me insecure. He's a handsome conspiracy <laughs> theorist. What else do you need? Hey, he was right. He was like, invest in medical stock. Yeah. That was like, dude, at our film fest. He was like... <laughs> All medical stock's going to go way up. You know what? I wish I had a fucking time machine. That's I would have done it. That's what you would have done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a short list. Go ahead, yeah, Tom. I didn't mean to cut I, you off. I'm usually not afraid to like approach filmmakers just because, you know, I'm, I'm never really coming from like trying to like like do like business per se. But um, like Dean is like one of those guys, like I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I'm always like petrified to like reach out to him you know just to like say anything really because i'm just such a big fan you know it's hard, like i don't really get starstruck too easily but i feel like if i met dean i'd for sure uh be a little starstruck well also he's met gray aliens before it's a little scary and uh no joke today the news was uh live uh they were doing live coverage of a uh what court case about ufos in the senate or whatever very interesting mm. no it's fucking stupid i don't know why they do it um but yeah so the reality show what you were saying somebody from survivors in it oh yeah yeah yeah. so one of the characters from survivor uh directed and acted as like the host of um or no sorry he didn't direct it but he he acted as the host of this faux reality tv show called Tontine, and there's a YouTube channel for it, um, and and it's just it's just it's so wild because like you can't find the film anywhere, and nobody has talked about watching it. But like I did, a, a, I probably did like a whole day on just trying to like look up as much as I could about it, and there apparently was like a one time screening of the film. Maybe it was 2012, if I'm not mistaken, where they did like a. Uh, they had a they had their website active at the time. They were just streaming it for a one time viewing, and so basically, the only people that have ever seen that movie are the ones that tuned in that one time in 2012. Damn, I love it. You know, it's it's funny whenever you stay true to like your premise, and it, you know, when we're talking about found footage, you can have our ARG elements like that, where it's like a live stream that we're only going to do one time which is kind of what we did two times and called it a film fest. And you kind of live and die by it. Like, it's really cool if you're a part of it, but then it's, it's kind of done. Like it's well, hard. It blows my mind when you put that much money into marketing it. Cause like, you'll see some of the, like if you watch the trailers, you kind of see a lot of this, like 
behind the scenes stuff and you know they're shooting it you know big time and and you can tell they have a big budget and they're sort of staging these like fake altercations and like like there's like a there's like a little video clip where the host punches a heckler and they basically created this contra this fake controversy which like prevented quote unquote prevented the film from getting released so like they kind of justify their own reason why like the film hasn't come out yeah i mean i would love to see it but it's it just blows my mind you spend that much money into promoting the movie like and and there's just no chance to watch it it makes me it makes me wonder like what was the purpose of making it you know so it was a reverse will smith oh my god that's what i'm talking about here's what you got to do you you jump on facebook you join every group related to found footage you put it out there you're looking for it you wait for a dm then in that dm they give you a link to a discord then you go in 2009 (laughs) we would do that no dude again uh jdj all his footage, that's how he got it. Facebook Live in the Discord channel where they hit all the good shit. And that's where you gotta go, Tom. You gotta you gotta Yeah, we found something. Yeah, no, those Discord guys have helped me out, like fine because you know, I'm the biggest Shirashi fan. Uh that you know, they sent me some some of those films that I'm grateful for because like I've just been kind of hunting for his whole filmography, if you will. Like even yeah. during the virtual fest, I found uh I was translating Japanese in another browser. And I found his very first found footage film that like has never been published in English. Uh, so, I mean, I, could, I should probably find the name, but um, it's basically like Koji is in film school. He's with his buddies and it's, uh, it's, it's like a pre remake to uh, Vi- um, there's a movie he made in 2010. That's found footage. It's called like cursed violent people or something along the lines of that. Then, I came to find out that like uh, in, 19, in the 1990s, he, he ba- basically made this proof of concept feature, which we later to know this to be this 2010 film. But like basically he's just with his friends. He's like a kid and he's just like shooting, shooting the shit. But uh, in the end credit sequence, there's this like band performance sequence where basically Koji is the lead singer of a punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. okay. And I'm like, I'm just obsessed now. So I'm like, I'm trying to find the music, seeing if he was in a band. Like, it's so cool. Um, Koji Shirashi is the director of uh, Record of Sweet Murder, Noroi, The Curse. Like, he might be the most prolific found footage filmmaker. You um, wrote a book. Yeah, Nigel Bach too. <laughs> Ni- yeah, Nigel's the American Koji. That's right. There's people in Japan trying to find... Uh, bad Ben movies that they can translate. Um, <laughs> now it, it's dude. Did you see around my birthday? I posted a picture. Okay. My birthday. Again, I share with the great, the original found footage King, uh, Ruggiero Diodato. I found a picture of him hanging out with Junji Ito, which if you're a manga fan, he's like, you know, he, uh, is the one who, uh, penned Uzumaki, which was turned into a film that I wasn't a huge fan of, but, the podcast that um, we got to adopt Randy, they did an Uzumaki episode, and then Randy broke him up, like all uh, stepchildren do to a good parents. Randy's good with breaking people up. This is true. <laughs> anyway, Tom, I feel like we got so far away from uh, the Barbados Project. Uh, congratulations, man. You fucking you leveled up that damn movie. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, you know, I, I always tell everybody that uh, our buddy Birdman, 
who was a guest host on the show. He uh, helps us with the film fest. He pointed out that he had mentioned the Trident to me about a year ago. And he's like, who knew a year later you'd be in the movie? <laughs> That's so fucking That's weird. And here, I got to give you some shit. Where the hell is the Barbados Project poster? It's coming. It's coming real soon. You know how much shit we got? People are like, wait, is this the Barbados Project or the Trident? I know it's super confusing, but I, you know, when, when, uh, when the virtual fest was getting announced, I was like, man, maybe like I'm super close to finishing post-production on this. I was like really trying to just finish that movie before, like to try to get in the fest, you know what I mean? So uh, I was just, you know, almost racing against the clock because I thought it would have been perfect to kind of like show for, for that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, I, I've been bothering you, like I've been bothering Clark and Randy about my, uh, editor auteur theory with found yeah. footage and i mean honestly you're becoming one of the the best examples of it because that movie you have a an editing style where you have like a hud display that's got like a unique style to it i would call it aggressive and flashy yeah. and dude it read like you so much in a town full of ghosts when oh, we in that little yeah. video yeah yeah Oh, that was fun, man. I I was like, that's my favorite part of the movie too. By the way, it's and and just to you know, without spoiling anything, it's just a, um, it's like a few minute montage, uh, Super Eight real tape that basically just describes the backstory or mythos of the town of the ghost town. So it's kind of it's cool. It takes you back in time a little bit, but it's it's fun and yeah, I like that editor auteur theory too. Um, I. Had like what I mentioned earlier, I'm working on, I'm about to, I'm about to start working on this movie called Ghost of Hiroshima. And, um, Brandon Walker is the director of that film. And like, he and I have talked for hours on the phone about found footage theory and like, you know, uh, where are there, where is it okay to maybe like, um, break outside of certain rules or maintain within. And so he's a really smart guy and he's kind of, he kind of almost like, allowed me to view that like editor auteur uh, theory a little bit more with like video editing and taking elements of like, you know, we talk about the ring, like, you know, those, those tapes are supposed to be cursed, right. Or degraded down to like, you know, there's like some kind of just, just, you know, damage to the thing, but there's like cool ways to, I guess, sort of like um, explore new, ideas with like that kind of uh, degradation of footage. So that's kind of what I'm having fun with when I'm doing like really like glitchy or flashy uh, edits. Yeah. The degraded video is like a hallmark and I should have hit you up because for the online fest, I was like, you know, we were kind of taking the piss out of all the fucking VHS worship and we were doing a floppy disk thing. And I was like, well, what would distortion look like on a floppy disk? And I almost, you know, imagine like a pixelated dissolve or something. I don't, I don't know what it would. Yeah. Like, because video on floppy is already such a weird idea. Although you can do it. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and people have figured out how to do video on floppy. And it actually doesn't even seem that hard. Because it's so. low storage space. That's why people think it's hard. Because it's yeah. like, it doesn't have that much space on it. Is that why? Yeah. No, well, yeah, and well, one guy had recreated a whole. I think he recreated uh, "Toxic," the music video from Britney Spears. Uh, yeah, he used to jerk like crazy. <laughs> <in that video. laughs> 
he recreated it in just text. So imagine like it's like Word Pro, but it's all like just like typed out and it's the whole video. It looks kind of rad. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird. But anyway, you know, uh, we're talking about the editor being king. And uh, I have to ask a question on uh, behalf of my good friend and um, cohort, Clark Little. Uh, how come you edited out all our jokes in Barbados Project, dude? <laughs> <laughs> all the jokes. Clark was so but He was like, dude, there are no jokes. In there. <laughs> no jokes. I do have like three or four different versions of that montage. So uh, if you want, I can send y'all like the, like the ones with all the comedy bits. It's fine. Dude, please do. And then if we do a discord, that can be a, <laughs> is, that, is that how you're going to sell me? <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I, we, I understand the game, Tom, you know, I get the game and that, you know, maybe it's not good that I call one of the actors in the film, you know, crackhead Rihanna. I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> see you're laughing and that's what hurts that's exactly me why I, could, I can't add stuff like that in <laughs> but you can Tom. But he, <laughs> you're the co-director now and the joy that I just gave you was the joy that I wanted to give the people I don't know including what if I crackhead Rihanna Rihanna one day you know I mean she knows what she is <laughs> yeah our buddy Jorge Torres Torres worked with Rihanna Anyway, oh, did he? Yeah, so he's he's gonna hook up. Yeah, okay. he shot a uh, tattoo video over Ta- the oh, nice. uh, Russian lesbians. Oh yeah. No, um, no, Tom, dude, totally send us that cut. And I gotta tell you, Clark was like, "Dude, I watched it." Like first, we were kind of worried because I had warned you off the bat. Like, I'm like, dude, we're going to be riffing on it. That's all we do. We just riff. We're dumb. We're fucking stupid. What are we going to do? We're going to do jokes. Little do we know Randy was going to come in hot after fighting the curb that day. <laughs> and, uh, dude, we were punchy. And we were like, what is that going to look like? We're in a we're in like an all black cast film. And then a podcast <laughs> shows up with three douchebags. I know. And then, and then Clark watched it and came back. He went, dude, there's no jokes. He was like, it's even... We're going to look worse. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, dude, it's on brand. Whatever. It is. And we got a cool IMDb credit. That's right. Our first credit, everybody. (laughs) And I assumed since Randy operates the, uh, like the sound for the, for the show that I'm assuming you recorded the webcam. So I think I credit you as like additional camera as well. Oh, cool. Oh, shit. Uh, Two credits. What the fuck? You know what? I'm fucking it up. That bullshit. I'm going to mute it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. on IMDb and be camera, like, oh. additional camera, Randy Stan. <laughs> That's bullshit. Hell yeah. He came in punchy. He had a right, well, I want I want a fucking best boy credit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some gaffer yeah, yeah, bullshit. If you know what a best boy does, then you can get the credit. <laughs> all right, take, take a guess. Best boy's your best boy. He does all the stuff. Whatever you need. He's a runner. He's a getter. <laughs> No, no good, Tom. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck. Right, it's an assistant to the grip, basically. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, Clark's got a weak grip. He he's the rip. You got the grip and the rip, oh, baby. Our original podcast name. That's right. Now, Tom. We, uh, so you heard me the last TBR we did. I talked about a town full of ghosts, and it was the weirdest critique I've ever had. 
where I wanted a town full of ghosts to be longer. Now I've gotten DMS where people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> why, would you, why would you tell a filmmaker to extend the film? And I'm like, you know, at the time it wasn't out. Like everybody go watch it now. Um, Isaac Rodriguez. I almost called him Isaac again. <laughs> I felt it. It wanted to come up. You're special. Isaac- <laughs> In the worst way. Isaac Rodriguez is a, uh, he's one of the new wave of found footage horror. And, Dude, the fucking location is incredible. Now, I believe you texted me, Tommy. You're like, I live a half hour from there. Yeah, because I, I, I actually, well, yeah. when I listened to the podcast, I heard you say it was like four hours away. Like we did, we did camping fun four hours away, and uh, Isaac's latest one that we that we just wrapped production on, Mister Creep, is, that's also found footage, and we did that one like three hour, like three hours away. Wait, you so shot maybe- a movie with Randy in it? Oh boy! No, no yeah. Isaac. Isaac. So, like, right after a town full of ghosts wrapped, he jumped straight into another found footage movie called Mister Creep, and that is in post production now. But we that one was like a three hour. Um, we shot cool. like an abandoned prison. Uh, it's gonna. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe that was what you were thinking. Maybe because I, I told you. Yeah. Anyways, but um, I like how you powered through the Gilligan Island reference. <laughs> it was quick. Cool. The ghost town, the ghost town is, it's called the J Lorraine ghost town. It's 30 minutes outside of Austin in Maynard, a city called Maynard. And it, I actually know quite a bit about it because I've, I used to film a bunch of my shorts there. Like when I was in film school, the owner, his name is George. He's like a really nice guy. He basically built this ghost town from the ground up, starting from the 1980s. And he just slowly but surely over time started adding new infrastructure to the uh, plot of land. And so it never really like gained popularity until recently when the TV show Fear the Walking Dead um, filmed like an episode or maybe more there. And uh, one, one thing I know about that production is that like whenever they're kind of getting ready to shoot somewhere like they always invest in upbuilding like the place like uh they did a little car crash sequence at my uh at my friend's ranch and they like basically were like hey we're gonna um we're gonna tear down these guardrails on the on the road but like we're gonna just build it like 10 times more so basically that what what they did with the ghost town is they just like they upbuilt it so now i think it's a little more um it's a little more well known it's a little harder to get permission to film there but when I used to uh, shoot there back in like 2015, all the terms were were uh, as long as you come back and send a DVD, give them like a DVD of the film, then you could shoot for free. I love it. I love yeah. that shit. And they actually screen stuff on the the, the projector out there. Yeah, I, that was my because okay. Here's the thing with found footage, you get no real context, and you can never tell what's a lie. So if you're like me, you just assume everything in life is a lie. So I was confused because it looked like there was no exterior wall, but every building looked furnished. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? do people not show up and steal this shit or like? Uh, good question. Um, there are, there are RVs in, in like the, the back. Um, so there are people like I, they live, they, they, they live on the land. So um, oh, okay. there's, yeah, there's like a house there. I think with maybe, um, but those like those furnished house, those like those houses that you see, or those like that you don't really get to see too much of the interior with. Like there's a there's like a jail cell, a bank, um, a hair like a like a barber shop, just like a little hoot nanny like like also, bar. 
I heard Joe Rogan's comedy club is going to be there as well. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, do y'all know that Ryan Reynolds movie buried where he's just like buried in a coffin the whole movie? Oh, wait, sure. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Oksana, do you want to go ahead and weigh in here? Yeah. Russell never watched it because he put on that garbage and fell asleep. And I watching it by myself and I hate Ryan Reynolds for it. (laughs) It's a a good show. I woke up and she was fucking angry. She was like, "Are you kidding me?" Because I, I was That's making a good a, movie. I was making I honestly, a joke. I don't even remember it that much. I just Not remember. Remember? I mean, he's just in the box the whole time. Yeah, but, I think like, the ending was like <laughs> stupid, maybe. But I, it was just, I, I just remember, remember being that. angry. Well, the here's the thing: I made a big deal out of it. I'm like, "We're gonna watch this fucking movie," and I was joking about it, and and I crashed. And I don't know why she didn't turn it off. She watched the whole thing, and I remember waking up, and she was just glaring at me. <laughs> She was so fucking angry, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry," but like, <laughs> she won't watch it again with me. So, well, what I heard, well, what I heard about the movie is that um, it was probably not a world premiere, but it was some kind of a premiere where they 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 did a thing at the ghost town where they were like um, having fans who wanted to get buried in the ground, like sign waivers <laughs> to like, watch the movie while being buried. Or, I, I don't know, something like that. But it's just probably, like, dude, yeah. they took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Marketing people are the worst. <laughs> I got an idea. Hey, hey, what about this? What about this, guys? Guys had like 14 lattes that day. We screened the deep house underwater. Fucking <laughs> the worst. We have, we have snorkelers watching a projection God underground. Damn. I'd watch it underground, I think. What? what? <laughs> no, they there did do that with the descent. I saw they did a screening in the UK in a cave where they were watching the descent. It's all, cool. dude. Hey, it's you all. It's your fault, Tom, because in fucking the Alamo, they did the what? The Jaws in the pool, right? Well, no. What we have here is something really cool. They do it. Uh, we, just recently, friends and I went to go see Blair Witch Project in the woods, and um, that, that was. It's just in Austin. Uh, this like small little drive-in, um, and so. They're at the drive-in. There are like drive-in uh, theaters, but then there's the, an extra um, uh, projector. There's an extra screen or whatever that's like in the woods, and it's there's maybe just a couple like benches. It's very like uh, like low profile. You know, it's not anything like special. You're not sitting in like comfy chairs or nothing like that. Yeah, but yeah. you're totally in the woods, and um, you know, it's it, it, that. I would say like the coolest part about that experience was kind of like hearing the having like the practical ambience in the background yeah. like yep. uh over like over stimulating like while the movie's playing so you have like the balance of like both ambiences and it kind of just in, it, for me it like enhanced that experience it made it really cool well you're you're beckoning the ritual <laughs> the blair witch is the movie of failures where everything in it is a failure and i can get into that into another day i'm reading a very dense book on essays on the blair witch but anyway, I when we first met Madeline, uh, R.I.P. Marbles, we always talked about doing a camping trip where we would bring a projector and a screen. And this is how like like fucking of an uh, how much of an aggregate I was about like found footage. Horror. I'm so glad I was not involved in any of those conversations. <laughs> and I was Continue. like, dude, we would watch the Blair Witch and like, you know, like Willow Creek, like movies that people thought like didn't have any real impact. But I'm like, if you're out there in the fucking woods. These movies, they would uh, capture your imagination. And mm-hmm. I think even after you walked away from the film, it would like you you would be in the film. And I don't know. I always wanted to do that. I'm fucking jealous. I ain't moving to Austin, though. It's too fucking hot. Too many uh, yeah. bats. 
Oh yeah, it is hot. <laughs> I don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, hell no. Okay, well, Tom, in that, so that dude kept building up the ghost town. When the hell did he decide to put a maze in there? Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> he's had it there for years because I, I shot my, um, I, sh- I did a couple forty-eight hour film projects. Where I don't know if you're y'all are oh, they yeah. do it or you have to write, edit, shoot, release your movie in two days, basically. And yep. it's like, you know, low, like low stakes, usually no budget. You kind of do it with your friends. It's like a, you know, it's everybody's chance to kind of do it, do, do the film, whole filmmaking process. Like it's weird. Cause you almost think it's going to be like super stressful because you, of the time constraint, but it almost like is the exact opposite because there's no, there's no, there's no high stakes. Like there's nothing to like, there's nothing to really lose because you're just trying to like put something together in two two days, or, you know. There's something now, to be funny here. No, hold on. Our buddy uh, Jasadi, uh, who we mentioned earlier, him and his buddy Josh, uh, they always partake in the East Bay 48 Hour Film Fest. And here's something we didn't know, Clark. Apparently, Jasadi starred in a faux doc where he was playing a weird character, mm-hmm. and it like was the darling of the fest. And they got some like, and they were saying, you know, the whole thing's about networking. And, you know, um, because there's a bunch of little, like, satellite film fest, they have, like, the best of the country kind of thing. And but it's funny hearing you talk about how, like, casual and fun it is because they were saying there are people out here who have pre-written scripts where they're trying to game the system. Right, they'll write one for every genre and, like, have, yeah. 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 Because now the nature of that is they're trying to catch you off guard so you just make... You know, like, they're shooting themselves in the foot because it's all predetermined and... You know, that's not what the, that's not what the fest is about. You know, it's like if, if it was, if it was something different, you know, like if it was specifically a sci-fi or like a monster creature festival, you know, maybe you could get away with like this predetermination, but like nobody wants like a fully crisp, clean, they want kind of that spontaneity that most of these films like are forced to kind of undergo. Predestines. What is this? A Presbyterian film festival? <laughs> well, it's, it's like a, a, like a, 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 like the way like a lot of um, like acting is like uh, analyzed is like you know or poor I should say like poor performances are usually like seen as predetermination like somebody who's not really living in the mo- in the present moment with that person because yeah. I always say like acting isn't acting acting is just behaving you're really just like re- like listening to what the other person is saying like that's that's acting. You know what I mean? So there's something to kind of be yeah, said for that anyways. But I believe uh, Sid Haig would tell a story about Hitchcock and uh, how he was casted in a film. And somebody said, hey, man, how did you do it? And he was like, well, I read the book on acting. He's like, and they're like, oh, you really got to read a book? He's like, I only read the cover. And he said, oh. acting is believing. He's like, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's, that's one of those awesome. stories where you're like, shut the fuck up. No, also, also, awesome. Sid, also, Sid Haig was blonde. And, <laughs> and wasted, clearly. No, Tom, uh, the 48 Film Fest, so when you're in there, they draw like random categories, right? So it'd be like musical, leprechaun, and then you have to make that. Totally musical so. leprechaun? Yeah, like you get different categories and they Leprechaun's have to... a category? I mean anything could be. You get you get one genre, one line to like one line to use in the movie in the film, and then like one prop to use. Well Tom, if I'm if I correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you're doing a forty eight hour film festival, you're gonna need more than one line, am I right? 
<laughs> yeah, musical. One, one uh, year was like a turkey. Yeah, like a turkey baster as a as a prop. I think. Um, oh, that's how they made. Uh, yeah. I can't. Don't I can't, breathe. I can't. Don't, don't breathe. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Randy. Look at our producer over there doing the hard work. Look at Randy. It's off the dome. I didn't even Google it. <laughs> That's because you like elevated horror only, you fucking pretentious hack. Don't breathe. I never saw elevated. the second one, though. <laughs> don't breathe is not elevated horror. Don't breathe too is not elevated. Don't breathe to all that spunk, dude. Love you, Fetty Alvarez. We're going we're gonna to hook you up with him, Tom. Fetty. All right. What is elevated horror? I hear you guys talking about <laughs> Oh, God. Well, you drink- actually really quick. I, cause I, I asked, I asked my girlfriend this the other day. Cause I was like, what is elevated horror? And she told me, is it like a screen, like a scream five reference? Is oh, that where scream it, does happening? talk about it? Scream five. I okay. know uh, elevated horror is when you drink too much to 11 or three eleven. I can't, man, I don't what? drink anymore. All right. Try over. Start it's, over. What? What is it? Somebody tell me what is that gross malt liquor? That's high gravity Two eleven, right? Uh, oh my god! I'm looking around the room. None of y'all steel are steel reserve. Steel reserve. Yeah, yeah. Two eleven. It's steel reserve. Oh my god! That's what it's called. All right. Email at the Overlook Hour. <laughs> Gmail. No elevated horror. It's the idea that you know you're not making a schlocky '80s um, boob and blood movie. You're making a film like The Babadook that's about parenting and the horrors of emotion and how you can never really move on from tra- uh, trauma, but you just learn to cope with it. That's so elevated like mind, horror. Mind-bending shit, like stuff like that, like psychological. No, I, you know, I think the reason that we push back against that culture is because it's demanding more. Like, it's like, it's not enough to make Nightmare on Elm Street. You have to make Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is about being gay, only through, you know, revisionist history. I, I'd say it's strong, dramatic themes under the veil of horror. So let me say let me say this. So if you have like a if you have like a vague, ambiguous ending, is that is that elevated horror? It could be anything A twenty four produces. There you go. Does that help? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where it's like if <laughs> yeah, if like uh the layman or the casual moviegoer is like, what was that movie about? Bam. Elevated horror. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I'm like fifty fifty on that because like there's some of those are like my favorites and then yeah, others I you know, I guess it always depends, really. But for yeah. sure, yeah. Because from my perspective, Nigel Bach has done nothing but elevate the genre of horror. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. All right, we got anything else for Tom? Why are you trying to get out of here? We want to hang out with Tom. It's an hour ten. We're done. I'm having a beer. We're done. We're hanging out. It's not yeah. like Tom's got Tom nine has, movies to edit. <laughs> Tom has 19 <laughs> movies he's working on right now. Well, Tom, we got to talk about like uh, what's POV Horror doing? Plug some of your shit. How, how can people find you? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> I've been so busy, I've been so busy working. I don't even like. Uh, I mean, I have a social media that like I'm active on sometimes. The movie archive on both Letterbox and Instagram. Um, I do a lot of like hard copy media collection. Uh, so I have like three thousand movies and a lot of action figures for like horror horror films, things like that. Um. So you can follow me on on those, and I, I guess I'm like most active on Letterboxd. That's probably the best place. Yeah, I hate and, you. And, How and was recently, uh... recently? I've been contributing to like movie, and uh, I've been adding like Hell yeah <laughs> hundreds of movies to these like different uh, hundreds of different found footage movies into various online databases to just try to like spread the word more about it. So uh, that's yeah. kind of what I've been working on a lot recently. How's our boy Steinberg doing? He's busy, man. He's good, but he's busy. What's his sleep schedule like? I, I imagine know. some sort of like 
you know, Nosferatu coffin situation? You know, I think he's got it figured out. Like, you know, he's not one to share his secret, if you will. But like, you know, I think he, I think he goes to bed every night, probably around the same time. I'm guessing, unless there's like a crisis. <laughs> what but, a weirdo! You know. Oh, Steinberg's got a schedule. I, I believe that. Yeah, he's got a schedule. He, 100%. he knows. No, dude, Steinberg uh, got back into uh, being a lawyer. He's actually working on the Amber Heard trial right now. No, boy. <laughs> you got to stop with that, man. Every time I go downstairs, you're watching that bullshit. I'm trying <laughs> to learn about our legal system, and I'm really – there's a morality play at hand, and I am blind like the uh, lady of justice, and I'm weighing uh, the truth in the fiction. It's why I love found footage. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> no, don't let Tom go. We've we got like three more hours with him. Yeah, three. I was gonna say three or four for sure. All right, well, y'all have fun. Oh my god! I'll you see can, you next week. Yeah. yeah. No, Tom, I love you, man. Um, if you want to do the the MTV thing, let's do it. I'll make Clark yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely do it. Right. I'll watch it if you watch some of the movies that you refuse to watch. Yeah, but then you have to fucking watch MTV, and you have to fucking watch The Rover. Or maybe we should just do a viewing party on Discord. And then we can watch Wait, it. What movies movie. are you refusing to watch? He refuses to watch The Rover. Okay, what else? <laughs> with Robert Pattinson. Oh, oh you had yeah. to draw, draw him in with that. I, yeah. And also, he refuses to watch uh, Jeff Nichols' Mud. I don't like oh, Mud. Well, well, that's uh, B- Bonnie from Camping Fun. She's in that movie. Wait, what? Oh, of course she, she just she just passed away this this last year. But oh, wait, um, <laughs> you're taking me on a roller coaster. That's know, right. You did talk about that. Yeah, she yeah, was in mud. She, she's in mud. Yeah, I I I I love mud. And that's a I great crew. It. I've worked with some of those uh, like some of those crew guys before. They're great. Oh my god, Jeff Nichols knows how to run fine. a show, dude. All right, I'll fucking oh, yeah. make it. Oh, yeah. And because- also, also he refuses to watch one of Randy's favorite films in the last decade, uh, Transit. That's fine. He might not like it. <laughs> what? I he does still like have it. my Blu-ray, though. I do. Uh, it's Echoes uh, of Vertigo, dude. All of the three movies he just mentioned, are. I have Randy's Blu-rays for all of them. And I will watch them. Did I give you mud? You give me mud butt every day, dude. It's cool. I've never seen Star Wars, so, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen Star Wars. You never ate pizza. We all know you had no childhood, apparently. <laughs> I've never finished The Wire, and I never will. Yeah, you're a bitch. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not going to watch We Own This City. Either. Dude, We Own This City is, uh, honestly, it may be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's incredible. Wow. It's I'm good. incredible. What do you rate it? Six out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's Tom, great. I love you, man. Um, I am. I'm being jealous. I'm trying to keep you here too long. And uh, let's we'll do the, call me the show. Call me after the show. We'll just, we'll just chat on the phone. No, it's dude. I'm lying for the podcast audience. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying for 55 people, <laughs> dude. That's a that's a generous number right there. Yeah. I, I mean, we're Sammy Hagar, dude. I, I fucking love it. Yeah, 55k, bro. Um, 55 mil. 55 is fucking Joe Rogan numbers, dude. We're fucking crushing. <laughs> also, I am jealous that Thomas got to smoke this whole interview, and because I live with two fucking boobs, they won't let me smoke inside. <laughs> What can I smoke with Thomas? Smoke with my friend. Okay, give, give me the security. Oh, man, I know. Uh, both of you bitches have uh, gone against the lease, so, and I'm yeah. the only one who hasn't broken any no. lease agreement. Yeah, well, thank you. Yours will. Mm. He didn't you scratch the hardwood floor with that green screen? 
What? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I saw it down there, Oksana, but she was like, that was Clark. That was not Clark. I didn't say that. <laughs> you did. Thank you. Oh, she's back in. Okay. All right. Full fuck it was that. Him and speaking, speaking of green oh, screen. the black guy. guy. <laughs> and speaking of smoking, if I can say real quick, uh, when I was shooting the freak accident short film, the, the one about spontaneous human combustion, we filmed a lot of that on a green screen and we rented this nice little fabric uh, to use. And when we returned it, they like basically called us and said like, yo, like, there, this thing just reeks of like cigarettes and they're like <laughs> they basically charged us like three hundred dollars for the for just using it for one day because damn that thing just reeked apparently dude do you remember when ebay started making um that disclaimer the smokehouse or uh uh what the fuck do you say like smoke free house. house yeah non-smoking no. Because you would buy shit on there and it would be like, what oh, the really? fuck? Thomas Burke have this in his room? You try to get some Funko Pop and you're like, dude, Jason's been chain smoking. <laughs> She's giving a little character. Yeah, okay. Little, That's a little, uh, you know, scent of potato. Show uh, Thomas the Febreze you walk around with because you fucking reek like a tobacco shop. Spray your ass. Don't, don't. Hell yeah. Dude, I think it smells like a fucking bathroom. And you did. Oh my God. Ember. Oh, nice. No, yeah, it's the, the hot thing on the trailer park right now. You you have such a inappropriately skewed vision of reality. Yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area, okay? Russell, everything east of Arizona you, is a from the bottom. State. I love you from the bottom of my heart. You are a louse. You were an undisciplined, unruly troglodyte. Trogly? <laughs> he sprayed me with Febreze. I'm not letting that go. Also, hey, Tom. You ate raw Canadian bacon yesterday. I did. Is that wrong? It's fully cooked. Yeah. I do, what about a raw hot dog? It's fine. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> It's fine. It's just embarrassing. I've done it once or twice, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good group we got here. All right. Well, Tom, you got to take a picture because I need it for the uh, the uh, podcast art. Okay. Yeah, I'll find something. No, don't find something. And, and put us on the Barbados poster somehow. Ooh, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Randy in his nasal strip. <laughs> Thomas, I love you, man. Uh, yeah, I'll probably bug you probably later tonight. Hell yeah. Dude, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Love you, Tom. Shut up. You're going to come back. We're going to talk MTV. We will. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at the Overlook Theater. Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.